really the story of the NFL is, is COVID. Um, I thought I heard a report or saw a report that 75 players uh, on Monday or whatever day they took Monday or Tuesday tested positive, uh, or at least somewhere around that number. Um, and it's just really affecting teams and, and not just in the NFL, but like basketball, the Chicago Bulls have had a couple of games postponed. And from all reports that like, you know, the Chicago Bulls, their entire team is vaccinated and they're still getting it. Um, so it's just uh, something that we kind of thought might be over, but it's not. And, uh, you know, and again, we were just talking a little bit where, you know, betting early on bowl games because of opt outs and stuff like that. And like last Monday, you know, until Monday afternoon, there's a couple Rams now it ended up not mattering, but a couple Rams Monday afternoon went into the protocol. So if you made that bet on, you know, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, you know, and then all of a sudden Monday afternoon, three big time players aren't playing. You're like, Oh crap. Now they still won, but you know, it's just kind of unfortunately buyer beware until right before the game. Absolutely. Buyer beware is right. Right before the game. I know I heard today that the NFLPA and the owners were meeting to either tighten up or loosen protocols for players who are vaccinated, had the booster shots. Again, Tyler Higby, like you said, he was one of the Rams players. It was actually a false positive, so he didn't have COVID, but he didn't get up playing the game. Right. And, you know, I've, I've had enough of these false positives, but yeah. that goes back to the weather people. And I'm not a doctor, so I can't sit here and and act like I know what I'm talking about too much. It's just, it's annoying. I think it's just two years of this and I think we're about fed up, but it's still here. It's still around. It's going to be around through the playoffs, through the Super Bowl. Uh, that, I mean, you just think, I mean, you don't know, but let's say we get, you know, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't matter if it's in Tampa Bay or Green Bay. Doesn't matter. And one of those two can't play. It'd be off. It'd be absolutely awful for the NFL, for just everybody, for that person, for that team, for the city. I mean, just, and they still might win and it doesn't, I mean, it's just, it would suck really, really bad, but that's life. But again, we, they could get sick, you know, right or wrong. Now, most of these players play, but you know, their mom dies or their spouse, you know, something happened. I mean, there's lots of reasons you might not play in a game. Um, most of these players fight through it, but this is just something they don't have a choice. And, and a little bit of that has to be if your team is vaccinated and, you know, just like we're doing at school and, and you know, my kid's school, I get an email every once in a while that, you know, somebody at Page's school has COVID. Well, they're not. And I don't know why the NFL still does this, but they're not tracing. They just want you to watch it. And if you feel sick, then you go get tested. But, nothing changes. And so I don't know why the NFL is making guys sit out if they don't have, I, I understand if you don't have it or if you have it, have it, but if they don't have it and there's close contact, um, if they're vaccinated, you're not supposed to really be able to transfer it even more, but obviously it is transferring because it's happening. Um, it's just weird. And I understand the problem the NFL has is, all these states are different in the rules and they have to make one blanket rule where, okay, so Texas doesn't have any rules on COVID. I, I don't know if they do or not. They might, but 
the New York Giants have to follow all these rules. Well, so the guy from New York can't play, but the guy from Texas can play. That's tough too. So the NFL is making a rule, a blanket rule that's more close to the strict one. So everybody's playing on the same page. I don't know the answer, but it just sucks. Yeah, I don't know the answer either. I'm, I've had enough of it. I, I feel like COVID, these protocols are going to be here for the rest of our life or something. I don't know. I've, it, it's more. I'm, I'm just complaining. It's, it's just annoying. Right. I, I've had enough of it. I've had my fill. Yeah. Well, Trevor, you've been back to Iowa. I know you don't live here, but overall in Iowa, we've not been affected by COVID that much. We've been affected. I shouldn't say we have been affected by it, but our leaders and our government officials have not cracked down on it. They've kind of let us live our lives. Well, most states out here are doing the same. They might have uh, guidelines or suggestions, but most stores you go into, stuff like that. And we won't get on a real deep path on this, but most everywhere I go, that's kind of the case. So that's good. But, you know, like you said, if we're, if we're just talking betting, well, before we get into betting, let's, uh, let's get back to that Thursday night game last week. I don't know if you watched it or not. Steelers I, Vikings. I was at, uh, at a bar with a coworker and some customers and we're watching that game. I think it was 26 to nothing. Yeah. I, I actually turned left. it off. I turned it off for a while. I saw the game. I, I had money on the Vikings. I'm like, I think they were a three point dog. I think this, or were they, a three no, they, point, were, they were a three point favorite like 26, nothing or 29, nothing, whatever it was. I'm like, ah, this is in the bag. I turned off, went to something else for a little bit. I turned back and it's a seven point game. I'm like, well, crap. Yeah, <laughs> and, we, and that just, the Vikings have been that way. They've been in a, a nail biter, two minute drill every game. It seems like, and most of them haven't been their way. And this one did. No, absolutely. We, we left the place we were at about 10 minutes later. We, we sat down at another bar and I think the, Steelers had scored twice, and then before we knew it, they scored again. And Big Ben took a beating in that game. I don't know how much, you, how much of that you saw as well, but I kind of look at Big Ben. He's one of the he's one of the last old school guys that we have left. You know, there was Favre and Eli and Elway. Uh, you know, played tough. Big Ben's in there. Carson or uh, Andrew Luck was that way. He took a beating. Of course, he got banged up really bad. And Carson Wentz was kind of that way too. Mm-hmm. Kind of a tough guy. Now I know he gets injured a lot. People might be saying, "Well, he's." Damn, he's heard a lot. He is, but he he plays kind of wild. He'll right. he'll just run straight into somebody. He doesn't care. Kind of that old school mentality. So I I actually thought it was a pretty good performance by Big Ben. And 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 speaking of a performance, that throw the last he gave. I mean, he he was not open. He threw that ball before he even made his cut, and he put that ball perfect. Gave his tight end, the young rookie tight end, every yep. chance to catch it. And the D-back made a really good play and, and hit down on the ball. And that was really close to being a touchdown. And he, he put that ball right. It could not have been put any better. No. Being, you know, everybody's saying the end of his career and stuff, he gave his team every chance. He did. And Friar actually had a really good rookie year. If you're him, you got to make that catch. Yeah. Uh, Smith for the Vikings made a great play. But earlier in that drive, you probably saw Claypool after he made that first down catch. And I, I know we're going to agree on this. We'll both just, I know how you think and how I think people are like, well, it was a boneheaded play. I'm like, no, that's nonsense. That wasn't a boneheaded play, a boneheaded play. You know, you, you jump off sides when a team is clearly just trying to get you to jump off sides right. and they're going to take a five yard penalty or you, you forget how many timeouts you have, or you forget where the first down markers at that. Those are boneheaded plays. That was an ego. It's all about me. Look at me. Yeah. Then the, came over and tried to get the ball because it's like hey man we got to go 
Right. And Claypool threw a fit because he thought he got embarrassed or whatever. Right. And he pouted and while the gets tied up to spike it around. I can't wait, wasted, wasted five seconds at least. Yeah. And then Tomlin, of course, came out, I think, today or yesterday. And finally, he was like, he's a young man. He needs to grow and he needs to do it in a hurry. And Tomlin's the best at these yeah. little these little segments that he does. And uh, just, just a – just a totally ego about me play. And I don't understand today's day and age where everyone's got all the social media stuff. You see players in past years, they'll be running for a touchdown and they'll drop the ball before they score and they just get killed on social media. I think as a young player, you have to know that it's going to happen. If you do something stupid, you're going to get killed. And then he, then he tried blaming it on the ref afterwards. Like, well, the ref wasn't going to get over there and just, he made it worse, but. No, an interesting game. That was one of my picks. Lost that one, obviously, because I had the Steelers plus three and a half, I think, at that time. But uh, that ended up being a good game toward the end, a, a fun finish. Uh, Vikings scored another touchdown in, in that. So that was kind of one of them. I think the other game to kind of get to was the the Rams beating the Cardinals on Monday night. They they needed that. Yep. Their season was kind of on the line. I mean, they're probably still going to make the playoffs, but right. – all that talent that they have, they needed to put together. And I think Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl last year, his first year of Tampa, kind of people don't realize how tough it is to go to a new team and just make it work. Now, obviously, Tom Brady is way better than Matt Stafford. I'm not trying to compare it that way, but any quarterback going to a new team, it, it does take a little while to get settled in. And it had been a while since the Rams had a, a signature win. So I thought that I thought that was an important one for him. I don't, I don't know if you saw any of that game. I did. I watched uh, quite a bit of it, um, but yeah, just and it, just what Tom Brady is doing. I watched that game on Sunday as well, and you know he's starting to scramble a little bit more. I mean, it's like he's going back in time 10, 15 years, and 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 again, it's just one of those. It's it's just like T.J. Otzberger is doing at Iowa State. It's making it so hard on everybody else because they're showing it can be done so quickly that now no one has any patience for anything. Right. Um, he goes there and they struggle in their first six, seven games and they have a bye week and they don't lose a game again. Um, and now all these other teams and coaches think they have to do the same and GMs. And it's, it's just not like that. Tom Brady's different. Now, I know like the odds on favorite for the Super Bowl right now is the Bucks and the Patriots. And, and what a show that would be. I mean, you just think about the storylines and and I don't know. I think NBC has the Super Bowl because it's right during the, the Olympics and everything. So you just, just think about Collinsworth and Al Michaels. That's all they're – I mean, they're just salivating over that. And Tariko and and mm-hmm. the story – NBC is just drooling over that game if it would happen, how much attention it would get. And, I mean, it's just they, – they're just going to love that. And then, obviously, you know, they want Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game. Um AFC, they want, and and the team that kind of been left for dead uh, a few weeks ago, the Kansas City Chiefs might be back. Um, their defense is playing a little bit better. Maybe they're getting a little bit more healthy. Mahomes is. I mean, what they did to the Raiders was impressive. Uh, Raiders <laughs> did a chant or whatever they did on their logo. The Raiders need to stop doing stuff to the Chiefs. <laughs> Teams need to stop doing that in general because it doesn't ever seem to work in their favor when when try to piss the other team off. I I don't understand it. I I don't get it really. 
that's a whole other subject. Um, before we'll start getting into some of those Super Bowl contenders, playoffs, uh, picks, but did you get to see? I did. I actually did not get to see much of the Packers Bears game. I just watched some. I mean, the, the Bears had had a ten nothing lead, had a twenty four fourteen lead, but it was smoke and mirrors. They had a, a punt return, and then kind of the shovel pass, big fifty six yard run. Um, so kind of two big plays, um, but just you know, just not good enough. The Packers are just a better team, uh, better coached. And this is a story that I actually listened to some people talk about it today that Matt LaFleur is winning over 80% of his games. He only has nine losses in his career. Um, and that's kind of getting overlooked. And everybody's talking about, you know, Bill Parcells being coach of the year and, and all these other guys and, and uh, Kingsbury and all that. LaFleur's lost nine games total. He's the urban buyer of uh, I mean, the NFL. He gets, he gets to the NFC Championship game the last two years. Um, Probably going to be a third. I, I mean, yeah, he's a fa- – right now, if the season ended today, they're the number one seed. So, it goes through uh, Green Bay. Um, and you got Tampa coming up and you got Arizona coming up. Those are two teams that, you know, obviously those two teams don't want to go to Green Bay. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, for being a California guy, he plays really well in the weather and – you know, it's, it's almost like Aaron Rodgers needs that, you know, thing against him. And he got that with the COVID immunization versus vaccination. And he's just telling everybody to F you. And I'm still really freaking good. And he is. I mean, there, there is an argument that when he has to make a play and his arm talent is as good as anybody ever, ever in NFL football, there, there is an argument that he – is it is the best quarterback in NFL history. Now that doesn't mean, you know, he has the most Super Bowls or, you know, it's much like a Dan Marino argument where Dan Marino has some argument that he's the best quarterback ever to play football, you know, with his arm talent and stuff like that. Now he doesn't have the championships. Aaron Rodgers does have one. So, I mean, that puts him above a, like a Marino and everything. And, right. and, and Tom Brady, what he's done by far and away the goat. I mean, it's not close, but, there is an argument that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to play football with what he can do. Yeah, the, the combination of talent and just the natural throwing ability that he has. He can throw off some weird platforms too, which I think he doesn't get enough credit for that because he's not doing like crazy sidearm stuff like Patrick Mahomes and those no, others. But just he, he just gets it where flip, it needs to be. He can flip that wrist. I mean, that ball is where it needs to be on. I mean, a perfect dime. Yeah, and it's – and and – What's happening here is all the, you know, he's 38. I mean, he's not a young guy at all. He's going to want to sign another deal. Brady's 44. What's happening is these guys are so, they used to be able to live with their physical talent. They still have a lot of it, but they are truly beating these teams and winning games with their mind. They know, they've seen it all. These defenses, they know what's happening before it happens. They are so smart and so prepared that they, yes, they've lost a step or can't throw it quite as well as they can, but they, they can still, they are still better than everybody else. And they are 38 and 44. And I would take those, those are my top two picks if I'm drafting quarterbacks. Yeah. And Mahomes is probably third. Yeah. I mean, if you're just going for like a two, four, five year window, absolutely. Cause 
I mean, they're they're the best. Yeah, if you're starting a franchise, you're taking Mahomes because he's got a whole career in front of him. But yeah, if you got a two year deal, you I don't know who I pick. If it's great, I mean, 38, 44, sometime Brady's gonna have to get eventually. Yeah, I'll, I'll just give the nod to Brady, I guess, just because he went down in Tampa and for the evening. I agree. But I mean, it's, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's so close. You you couldn't really go wrong with either one. All right, so I got a question for you, and I know you're you're a you're, you're a Favre guy, but you're a pseudo Packers fan. You are. You like not as, much as, not as much as people may think, but I, I get where you're going. I know where you, I think I know where you're going. So okay, so you can sign Aaron Rodgers, but you have to fire your GM, who has built a really good team. Yes, he has done a really good job, but you have to fire him to keep Rodgers. You don't know how much Rodgers has left. You sign him for a five-year – he wants a five-year deal. So, till he's 43. Do you sign Rodgers or you fire GM? And you keep – or you keep your GM and let Rodgers walk? Well, it's – it depends what you can get for Rodgers because you would trade him if – because he's still in the contract. Um, obviously, I think the obvious answer is to keep Rodgers, of course. because yeah. You, you, you can replace the GM better than you can a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, you can, but it's not – let's not pretend – that's just easy though right. either. No, and, I know and, and he's and he's done a really good job. And that's right. the other, it's, it's not like a a Ryan Pace deal in correct in Chicago where no yeah. you know gun to your head type of deal. Sure, I'm going to keep Rodgers now. If I can trade him and get a bunch of first round picks, and we think Jordan Love is a guy. I mean, it all it all ties into that. What do you think of Jordan Love? What can you get for Rodgers? But if we don't if we don't think Jordan Love is the guy. You got to keep Rodgers. Yeah. But I think, you know, if they make another NFC championship game or Super Bowl, I think Rodgers, I, I don't know where he's going to go that is going to be a ton better than there, uh, especially playing that division with that. Detroit. That's the thing is, okay, so the, kind of the, you look at teams that need a quarterback that are, you know, maybe a quarterback away, you know, I think the Steelers are one. Denver. Denver would, I mean, Denver has kind of always been the, that's been the talk is Denver. That's, but those are two tough divisions though. Right. I mean, you, you the central sucks <laughs> or the North, whatever it used to be. Now it's the North Minnesota can't figure it out. I think the, I think the, bear, the bears are awful. Up. Detroit sucks. You know, I mean, just, yeah, he can, I mean, you look at what he's, he's lost like five games in his career against the bears career. <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. So I definitely got to keep Rodgers if you can. I mean, Gunta Koontz, as I like to call him on the McAfee show, they really, really uh, they make a strong Gunta Koontz, you know, they really yeah. imply it. But we have to admit, he, those guys have done a hell of a job building their roster. Right. Blur, and like you said, all those guys, I mean, they good chance they're going to be three straight NFC championship games. So they deserve some credit. Um Rodgers has some frustrations, probably rightfully so, on some stuff, but it's working though. They're they're almost there for another second championship potentially. So yeah, say so they're. I mean, I don't know what the odds are. I haven't looked, but they're going to be. They're a top two or three team to win the Super Bowl. Have to be. They'd, they'd have to be in the top four at worst. Probably top two or three, like you said. Uh, which I'll kind of get in some more my tears, I guess, or my my bubbles, tears, whatever you want to call it. Right. But yeah, no, I mean. They're playing really well, and there seems to be a few teams that we know what they are, 
there's some teams kind of in the middle that they can go either way, depending on the next few weeks, how they go. And then there's some sleeper teams, as I would call them. So, and then the MVP, you know, usually I'm a little bit more excited about that because it's, I don't know, the MVP this year just really doesn't matter to me. I, I'm not that excited for some reason. Well, I don't know why, but it's got to be Brady right now, doesn't it? I think it's Brady and then Rodgers and Jonathan Taylor are the next two if Brady gets hurt or something, or uh, maybe Matthew Stafford if he goes on an insane run. They finish 4-0 and and he throws like 20 touchdowns or something, but that's a long shot, obviously. It's basically Brady, what it seems like, as long as he stays healthy. Right. Yeah, because he has more touchdowns than a lot of teams do. Yeah, he does. I I can't remember it all, but somebody posted a bunch of – and yeah, you yeah. get every once in a while how long he's been around, and it was like before this or when this or five presidential campaigns, and it's just oh. you read it, and then some of the stuff really hits you. Like the PS2 was just coming out, and oh, these- I, I bought yeah, I can tell you, I bought a PS2. I was still in college. I graduated from college in 2003. Yeah, and he already had been in at the end of 2003. He'd already been to two Super Bowls. Troy Aikman was still playing in the league when Tom Brady was in the league. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean it's <laughs> things like that that. Yeah. Those are guys that we grew up, I mean, the 90s, Aikman, yeah. Favre, Marino, and Young. I mean, those were the dudes. And yeah, he's, he's still technically played when some of those guys are still playing. <laughs> it's just crazy to think about. Um, yeah, as we kind of move into some more NFL stuff, I went two and three on the week on my picks. Started out 0-3. Was getting pretty scared that I was going to yeah. go for. Uh, it wasn't looking good. <laughs> I did hit on the Monday and Sunday night games, thankfully, did hit on the Rams on the upset. So it didn't turn into a total disaster, but I am 43-39-1 on the year. And I I did make some bets. Uh, some I got in early. I've seen the lines have changed a lot. I took the Chargers plus four and a half at home versus Chiefs tomorrow night that we're going to see. Uh, Chargers are going to be about their left tackle, but then I saw Chiefs are going to be about Chris Jones. So I guess that's kind of a – you know, they these things out for both those teams. I'm going to take the Chargers plus four and a half. I'm going to take the football team, which I just saw. They are seven-point dogs now at the Eagles. I don't feel like the Eagles are that much better. No. I mean, I, I don't know if the football team wins, but probably not by seven. You know, they don't. I just feel like that's a good number. And who knows with this COVID stuff. Maybe they're – maybe Heineke's. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just taking them because I saw them like, yep, sign me up, whatever. I – uh I'm not in Colorado, so I had to text someone for that one. But yeah, that's we understand how so, that works. <laughs> so, now, just you know, because I don't leave, you travel different states. So, like on your DraftKings app, can you even look at lines or anything when you're in the states? Yeah, that I can. It? I can log in to my accounts to see, but unless I'm in Colorado, I can't make any bets. Right, right. Unless I text my uh, pretend friend that can make bets for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yep. Um, I also got the Dolphins minus eight and a half. It's, they're, I think they're nine and a half or 10 now, but I got my minus eight and a half. I'm going to take the Steelers plus two and a half at home versus Tennessee. I feel like their season's on the line. I'm going to take the Patriots plus two and a half on the road at the Colts. That one, a weird one to me, but they, I think the Colts did have a bye week. So maybe that's why they're, that line is the way it is. I'm going to take the Bills minus 10 and a half at home versus the Panthers. Again, their season's on the line. They've got to win this game. Otherwise, they might miss the playoffs. And 
This one I don't really feel as confident about, but I'm going to take the Seahawks plus four and a half at the Rams. Again, they're they're technically alive for the playoffs. Right. Technically. Got, technically, yeah. I mean, they have to win this game. So I'm just taking it because I think Russell Wilson might try to make something happen. But Do you, do you think uh, Russell Wilson is a Seahawk next year? I don't, no. Do you think Pete Carroll's our coach next year? Uh, well, one of them's got to go, I think. If And they both might go. If Russell Wilson might get traded, for example, to the Giants or even – I don't think he'd want to go to Philly. That wasn't one of the teams he listed because of his wife. But Philadelphia does is going to have three first round picks next year. That that would get the conversation started in a hurry. Right. Seattle, yeah. uh, the Giants do have two first round picks. I think last I checked, fifth and six, and they could send Daniel Jones too, which that would get the conversation started as well. It's not everything that you'd have to give up, but it it gets the ball rolling. Um, I, I think Russell Wilson's probably gone. And as far as Pete Carroll, if, if Russell's leaving, probably time to bring in a new coach, be my guess. That's my gut feeling. I think Rodgers stays in Green Bay, and I think Russ is on a different team. Deshaun Watson, I have no idea, because I don't think anyone has a, any idea what's going on with him. So is he still NFL suspended, or is he just Houston, Texas, not playing? It's, it's been so long since I've looked, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't either. In fact, I, mean, I don't truly, know if the NFL actually ever did suspend him. I don't think they did. I think it, last I knew that the Texans were making them work out at receiver, running back and D-back as like punishment. Right. But I don't think the NFL ever stepped in. I think they were letting the, I assume the Houston police department or right. whoever. And involved. that's just, and that sucks just for everybody involved that it takes so long to do this, that essentially he's going to miss a season, which is a, re- it's a, it's irrelevant, but Somebody needs to know something because obviously he's still getting paid, which is okay. He deserves, he's not been convicted of anything. He's just, you know, he's presumed innocent now, whether you think that or not, but just sometime this, the system and, and the man just has to figure some stuff out. We just can't do it as a society. And it just drives me nuts. Yeah. It, it seems like stuff like this should be figured out a lot faster. Some of these, sexual cases and stuff like that but it's it's all part of the process i guess as people say it doesn't feel like it should be but it, it, it's frustrating I, I don't have a single clue what's going on with him right now couldn't tell you but obviously his name is going to get brought up all off season as a potential trade uh, yeah. piece for for a team like denver carolina miami whoever the case might be uh maybe even the steelers but so it is you know obviously miami's been playing better um is there anything that they're just going to keep Tua and go with him or no? Well, I think it'll – we'll see how the last four weeks play out here. He's been playing better, and if he continues to show that growth, I think they'd have to go into next season with him. I mean, I agree. I mean, they played better. I mean, they really have. They might sneak into the playoffs. Uh, again, getting the kind of my playoff tiers here real quick. But, no, I, you're right. I It all depends on how he plays the final four weeks. And if Miami can sneak in the playoffs or not, it'll be Flores' third year next year, I believe. So it these next four weeks will tell a lot, but he's been playing better. And, you know, kind of speaking of the playoffs, I kind of had, I don't, not necessarily tiers or whatever you want to call it, but I had my true playoff or my true Super Bowl contenders, teams that I think right now they're the true contenders. NFC, 
it's Green Bay and Tampa. Okay. I, think I, I don't disagree with that. The AFC is a little bit more wide open, but I think it's New England and Kansas City. Those are the two. Now, New England has a rookie quarterback. They don't do it pretty. But Nick Wright, Nick Wright brought this up on a show oh, a few days ago, and he's 100% right about this. He goes, he was talking about the Patriots beating the Bills on that Monday night game where we did our, our last podcast. He goes, Bill Belichick goes in every game as if he doesn't win the game, his family's going to get killed. Oh, yeah. And he will do whatever it takes. Like he didn't, he knew he couldn't throw the football, so he didn't. Threw it three times and ran a close 50. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about getting the receiver targets, making them happy. He doesn't care about he the He is there to win the football game. And that's it, which is kind of – that's what sports is about, just win that game in front of you. Yep. And I think we kind of – most people kind of get away from that. We want to make the receivers happy and the quarterbacks, and we want to do it a certain way. Bullcheck is just like, what do I need to do to win this game? And then I'll worry about next week on Monday. Yep. And that's what he does. So I'm, I got to give him the benefit of the doubt. And, and that's where, and, and we've talked about this, you know, the question was who, who was responsible for the Patriots success, Belichick or Brady? Well, it swung way Brady's way last year, but we've talked about this. Was Belichick playing the long game on he, that team got hit with COVID sit outs more than anybody. And was it Belichick telling them to sit and say, Hey, we're not going to win it this year. We're not, we don't quite have all the pieces. Let's just almost tank, you know, kind of like NBA does and baseball. Let's tank this year. We'll get a, we'll get our quarterback. I mean, it's not going to be the number one pick. We're not gonna be that bad, but we can get our guy. Um, and then we go and, and they are. And right now I would say they are probably equally as, as responsible and, it's why they, why Tom Brady's been to like 10 Super Bowls. It looked, like you said, after the end of last year, it looked like it was a 90-10 split, 90% yep. Brady. Now this year, it looks more 60-40 by 45. It's, it's starting to come back to the median here, and, and both do matter. So I'm going to give New England the benefit of the doubt. Like I said, I, I, I'll i be shocked if they're not in the AFC Championship game. I, just I agree. Is so wide open. And then just real quick, my – my next tier or whatever you want to call it. I need, I call these teams one step away or I just need to see a little bit more. Yeah. Make an, an upset happens. I mean, they could, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to put Arizona in this uh, group for the NFC. Um, you know, can they, they go beat green Bay? Yes, they can. It's, I don't think they do, but they, could they? Absolutely. Sure. And we'll start with Arizona. Like you said, they're right there. They're, they lost the Hopkins. It sounds like for the regular season, yeah. potentially for the year, we'll see. Right how bad his knee injury is again, young quarterback, young coach just need to see him. I just need to see him in the playoffs. Do it. That's basically it. Yeah. Moving on to Dallas in the NFC. Dallas is a different team than they were the first six or seven weeks. They, they've got playmakers on both sides of the ball. So if, if they play like a Rogers or Brady and those guys are off a little, they got the potential to really change the game in a hurry of digs and, and Parsons. They, they can take over a game pretty quickly, but the offense has been struggling a little bit and they're not running it like they no. were first half of the season. No, I have Ezekiel Elliott on my fantasy team, but it kind of sucks right now. Yeah, he's he's banged up and he's yeah, older. And he is, and he, he's, he's getting through it now. You know, Pollard's hurt, so he had to do a little bit more and, you know, and, and kind of getting back to that college opting out and sitting a bowl game. You know, Micah Parsons, you know, rookie of the year for sure, 
there's an argument that he's the MVP. I mean, just defensive player of the year. Did not he's play for that. He's the second favorite to win defense player of the year. Yeah. As a rookie, did not play last year for Penn State. Opted out. You know, so, so for those guys, and I'm one of those, I want everybody to play, but there is a reason, okay, he doesn't play, and then you come in and you're still the guy because you still know how to play football. Absolutely. He's he's a game changer, and so is Diggs on that defense. Yep. So they they, def, they have all the talent. Uh, if, if they went to Tampa or Green Bay and upset them, I wouldn't be surprised at all because they've got, they've got the playmakers to do it. They just need to get that offense back on track a little bit. Dak doesn't look the same as he did. But, again, there's still time to figure it out, and they, they play a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way out. So they could go with the momentum. The last NFC team is the Rams. They had a big convincing win over the Cardinals on Monday night. But I, I need to see how they play against the Seahawks at home this week. It, I don't need to see them blow them out. Just win the game, be low on penalties, and have, like, you know, one or less turnovers in the game. If they do that, I think they're going to start to enter my Super Bowl legit contenders because, again, it, it does take time for new quarterback, new players to figure out the system, chemistry, that that matters. So that's kind of my NFC teams. AFC, with, with Tennessee, if Derrick Henry comes back and is pretty close to himself, they're going to be a problem. Yeah. If they don't have him or if he's not himself, I just don't trust Tannehill to get it done on his own, so to speak. Baltimore, Jackson is banged up. He's been turning up over a lot lately, and they've had a lot of injuries. Yeah. So I just I don't think it's their year. And then the Chargers. If the Chargers can beat Kansas City tomorrow night, which I forgot to say, that is my upset pick. I couldn't decide on them or the Patriots. I went with Chargers. I think if the Chargers can upset Kansas City tomorrow night at home, I think that's going to be a team that's starting to get hot and figure themselves out and then just – my last two teams here, my sleeper teams that if they get in, I think they can pull an upset, maybe two, but I don't think they can win the Super Bowl this year. NFC, it's the 49ers. AFC, it's the Colts because yeah. they both run the ball well. I, I would agree with both those, you know. But that's yeah. those are kind of my little tiers or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> AFC, there's a lot of teams fighting for those final three uh, playoff yeah. spots. Yeah. Not technically they are, but it doesn't feel as wide open. Yeah. Nope. Very good, Trev. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I I, I wanted to get to our boy Urban Meyer real quick before we get off here. Yeah. Uh, A lot more rumors are starting to come out of him calling his coaches losers. I don't know if you saw the article where he asked them to defend their resumes or what they've ever done. Obviously, they've done a lot more than he ever has in the NFL. This is his first time, and then Josh Lambo, their kicker. Yep. Brett, are- Brett and I were talking about this. He showed Brett showed me the what he said and everything tonight. Well, apparently in warmups before the season started, Urban Meyer came up and like kicked him in the leg as he was stretching. Pretty, he said it was a five out of ten. Which yeah. is guys, as guys, we understand. Like sometimes we give each other a little jab or a nudge. Yeah, yeah. He, he said it. It wasn't like he was trying to hurt him, right? I mean, it wasn't. Oh, not like, but it was a little aggressive. And said, you better start making some more effing kicks. And you saw the other stuff that was said. People can Google it. And Lambo actually filed a complaint with the team in the league about it. And I saw a bunch of comments. People saying, well, you know, what a, what a wuss. Why do that? But he's not the star quarterback. I mean, 
if he would have confronted Urban Meyer, or maybe like pushed him, or who knows what happened, he'd be cut instantly. Well, but and then and then this is him. and this is the other thing. Like Brett and I were talking, Urban Meyer can go up and say all those. I mean, like you said, you can go read it if you want to know what was really said and everything. All the words and calling him names or whatever you want to say, whatever. But if you go kick someone or hit someone, just as a person to person, whether it's the NFL or everyday society, that's just weird. I mean, it, it's it's weird, and it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's just not. You know, he can call him every name. He can call him every name in the book, and who really cares? I mean, that's just. But when players you, get cussed out all the time. You know, yeah. I mean, that, people wouldn't even understand what it's like in a meeting room or in a locker room. I mean, they just don't, I mean, I, I just wish more people were in those settings and they can't because they don't know or can't handle it. But if you sat in a locker room or you sat in a, in a football meeting, I think there's a lot of people that would just be blush. I mean, and, and it just, I just, I mean, it's, and I don't know, I, I was lucky enough to be in it. You know, at a division one, I was not a player, but I was in the locker room. I sat in coaches meeting rooms. Um, and so I've been there. So I guess none of that stuff phases me, but I just couldn't imagine going up to anybody and, and kicking them. Now, and then there's another thing of like joking around where, okay, he's like, they said he was doing the lunch stretch, like, or maybe you like push him over or so. I mean, you know, you're kind of messing with them or whatever, but straight up kick and then he's the kicker so his leg is his livelihood i mean that's the other i mean it's it's like that's how he makes his money and yeah. pays his house off and yeah i mean it's like that i just i just when i when i read that i just looked at brett and brett looked at it like i don't even get it i, I just truly don't even understand it there, there's too many of these stories of urban that maybe not all are true but right. there's enough enough of them are true that it's he he's way of he didn't understand what he's getting into. Well, and then, and then like Brett and I were talking and we've talked about this, there is a difference between college football and the NFL. In college football, you are in control of those guys 24 hours a day, roughly. I mean, you control their livelihoods or scholarships. Yes, every, everything. No, and, and it's not even about scholarships or whatever. It's just you structure their lives because they're trying to learn. I mean, you're not going to give an 18 year old, and it's why the NFL doesn't want 18 year olds in the NFL because they can't handle it. Mm -hmm. um, they want that three years of 100% structure and understanding, you know, like we've talked about earlier, the NFL loves that they have to be in college football for three years and they don't have to pay these guys. Cause that's what the NBA has to do, you know, right. after the one year or used to be just straight out of high school, they're paying these guys to figure it out. Well, football doesn't have to they got colleges to do that and these guys you know they have football for you know football practice for three hours they have an hour of meetings they have study hall they have weightlifting for two hours then they have class i mean they keep them busy for a reason so they don't get in trouble <laughs> i mean it's 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 what is it idle hands or the yes and and in the nfl it is and Brett and I are talking, you think about the NFL and you think about college football. When you, when Lincoln Riley went to USC, the big question is, who's he taking as his strength coach? Is he taking his guy or is he going to hire? 
the strength coach is like the number one guy they really have to hire almost because they can be with He's the players every day. be with the players every day you never ever hear about who the nf name the tampa bay buccaneers strength coach who knows who cares? I've actually, I've actually heard it on the Pat McAfee show, but I can't remember it. That's but, but your, point, but, but, your point. The point valid. is, no one knows, but everybody knows Alabama strength coach, that crazy guy that growled. Now he's actually at Georgia, you know, mm -hmm. not as a strength coach and everything. But you know the strength coaches in college, but you have no idea who the NFL guys are because these guys are pros. And yes, you might set up a program, but it's on them. It's mm -hmm. on those guys to do their thing and. Because if they're not, they'll go get another guy. They don't care. Okay. You're not. And, yeah, you're going to set up a program. And certain guys, you know, you, you can't make guys show up at 6 a.m. to lift. Can't do it. There might be guys that go in there at 6 and lift because that's what they want to do. You know, and then, you, you know, you obviously have your meeting times and your practice times. But what's that, four hours a day? I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't think it'd be too much more than that. And then, so everybody works out an hour, maybe two. So there's six hours out of 24 that is, they don't have to go to class. They don't have to go to study hall, you know. So there's, there's a building six, from like eight to four with. Yeah, essentially they're, they're, they're an eight hour day, just like yeah. the rest of us, if you really get down to it. And, but you can't, and Urban Meyer's just always been so in charge and 100% it's my way or no way that the NFL just doesn't work like that. It doesn't. I, I've spoken about it on here before when we, when we first got hired and yeah. throughout the process that I thought that it sounded like he talked to enough people in the NFL that I would assume he would have had an understanding. Well, he's had a, like, and he's had enough players just from his teams go to the NFL. Right. And just, you know, like, I mean, you know, you can't tell me that him and Tim, Tim Tebow don't talk like regularly. Hey, hmm. This is what it was like at Florida. This is what it was like at Denver. What are the differences? What were the pros? What were the, I mean, you can't tell me that stuff doesn't happen. It just seems he's so arrogant. And I, I agree. That's what people are posting online. Like he just deflects blame. Any, any sort of uh, criticism or heat, he deflects it. Oh, you know, he'll, they, and I saw something else that came up too. They asked him about a defensive player. Uh, you may have seen it. Like, is he playing more? And Urban's like, well, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but yeah, he's, he's getting more snaps. Well, it turns out that guy didn't even play in the game. And, you know, do, do the media sometimes set up coaches and do we not hear about it? They, they knew exactly what they, they knew he didn't know. But with Urban, it's just every week it's right. something. And, and not just something, sometimes it's multiple things. So it, I, I don't know how he comes back next year. If he does, I, I'd be very surprised. Uh, Shad Khan, the, the owner of the Jags. I mean, I, I don't know what he's going to do, but that's, that's, he could get a lot of good uh, candidates for that. Cause they got Trevor Lawrence who, and that's another thing. I think well, and and, and that's, the, that's irrelevant about all this other stuff. They're not winning and they don't look like they're getting better. No, they're, they actually look like they're worse. Like Trevor Lawrence look, looks worse today than he did at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they, they and, won that and, in the and middle of the season. And however they, you want to say it, you can have all this other stuff. If they were 10-2, and two, no one would give two flying craps. Nope, winning cares a lot. Yep, so, and, and, and that's, as, a, as the owner, yes, you don't want all this other crap, 
but you have to look at that. And as a GM and you have to look at, are we getting better? You, you, they weren't going to come out and win 10 games. They weren't, you know, we, we had that conversation. Urban Meyer was going to lose more games this year than he did in college football at Ohio state. That's just facts because they don't have that good a team, but were they getting better? Were they doing things the right way? Those are much like we expected out of Iowa state basketball this year, you know, new coach. Hey, can you see what the, the, the process has taken place? Can you see improvement? Are they doing the little things? Well, and obviously for Iowa state, it's worked for Jacksonville. None of that. And then the best ever is when, and Urban Meyer, he was great on Fox. He was absolutely great yeah. when he was on Fox talking college football in the mornings, uh, Saturday mornings there. And he talked about, you know, the, the and, and I know you've seen it many times, the three things of a dif- dysfunctional team or whatever. And it's just a T to everything that's happening with Jacksonville. It's a picture so, of him right now. So he knows it. And, and you just have to wonder what he's thinking. You just, and, and again, those are one of the things I would love to just be in his head and what he talks about with his wife at night or his kids and say, right. what the hell did I get myself into? I just can't do, you know, I don't know. Or if it, he just really is that arrogant and like, why won't these guys do this? Because I'm, this is me. It's me. You know what I mean? I don't know, but it's like, I think, I think at this point, a lot of it might be, he's just that arrogant. Yeah. I mean, it has to be to an extent, but I, I think though, if, if he got on that plane after Cincinnati week four or five, whatever it was, and if he flew home with the team and didn't have that initial distraction yeah. and they go three and 14, he's probably coming back for another year. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's other stuff that's happened, so I can't say that for sure, but most likely right. this stuff is not as big of a deal. Yeah. So it, then it's three and 14 would not have shocked anybody. No, not- they won one game last year and they're on pace to have a top three pick this year, which, Again, no one, nobody was surprised by that, but that uh, that's what got the ball rolling, not flying home with the team. And since then, it's been nothing but bad news out of there. And then and and then I understand those hand, handshakes are, are goofy, and but Vrabel coached under him. So there's a relationship there, and maybe it's a sour relationship. I mean, I don't know. But I read a report that Vrabel beat him up at Ohio State. That recently came out. Now, I think that one might be a BS one because if something like that happened, you figured it would have gotten out by now. But I, I read a report that happened. I didn't – it was right before we got on. I didn't have time to look into it. Right. But And I also heard, though, before the game, they did like a hug and like a, yeah. a bro hug and like – and, and, and that's where I said those shakes are shams. I mean, they really are. Um, but Maybe you would think right and, – But it still just was like you didn't even look at – I mean, I think, looked, again, it's a human-to-human thing, and they work together. They know each other. And even if they never had ever seen each other before, you still have a respect. There's only thirty jobs in the in the world that are these, and you're two of them. Shake the guy's hand, and and then, you know, never talk to him again. That's fine. Or I know a lot of times they do make the the you know just the shake and go. And I know they sit back in a tunnel and talk, or they call. I mean, I, that stuff happens. Most of these coaches are friends because yeah. they're all dealing with the same crap. And they all loot. They all need to vent, and they and all. Gonna need- have to, a lot of them are going to have to work together at some point. Right? Yeah, but, yeah. Most of them have, or will, or yeah. They're all going to get fired sometime and go back to being a coordinator, or you know, whatever. So yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it, it's just it's too bad, and because he's really just tarnished his legacy. I mean, he. I mean, 
it was him and Saban. I mean, it really was. It was him and Saban. And, and you could make an argument really for both. Saban's done it for longer. But when Urban was, I mean, you know, when Urban was at Florida and Urban was at Ohio State, the one team that would beat Alabama and could until Davos, until Clemson got there was Urban Meyer. He was the only one. And now that's uh, Pat McAfee brought that up the other day on his show. He's like, could you imagine if Urban would have known these college coaches were going to get these contracts? If he could have taken USC or Miami, because yeah, he you know, just would have waited one more year to not take the NFL job. And right. Yeah. Cause it, you imagine put him at LSU. See, I think USC is a little different and, and you can win there, yeah. but, but you put him at LSU where you have that recruiting base and, and you have that and, and just head to head with Saban Ed. I mean, not even East and West when he was at Florida, it's right, right there. You're right next. It's probably a, was a four-hour drive to Tuscaloosa from something like that? Yeah, it's not that far. No, I mean it's right there. It's head to head. You're in every living room with them. You're in every football game with. I mean, how fun would that have been? It it would have been. It would have been good for the. It would have gave us a lot more to talk about. I mean, we're still talking about them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. More in a positive way, but yeah, I mean, like you said, that that handshake after the game, Urban Meyer looked like a walking. Oh, it looks like, like he hate, he looks like he hates life. Hates life, and I mean that. That's been the story of his season so far. Like I said, they they had that competitive game against the Bengals, almost won, and they end up they did end up winning a game after that. But ever since then, man, it's just been Urban Meyer has to be hating life. <laughs> and, and 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 that sucks because he's getting paid a lot of money and he should be enjoying life. He's a young guy, relatively young guy, and doesn't need the money. He's doing it because he wanted to. Um, yeah, I just I don't. I don't feel sorry for him. I, I, no, I do, I do not either, but it still sucks because he is Trevor Lawrence and there's a, there's people he's in charge of getting better. Yeah. So, it just, it just sucks. And yeah. Yeah. You don't feel bad for him, but there's a lot of people and that's what people don't understand when these coaches leave or get fired that, you know, there, there's 10 assistant coaches and then there's 10 more assistants under them and recruiting guys and, Sometimes it's equipment guys and four strength guys under the head strength guy that, you know, there might be 25, 30 people that are directly under him that don't know if they're going to have a job or not. Um, they might, and they might not. It just depends on who the next guy they bring in. And, and that, that is the downside to all this. Now, most of them, they've done a pretty good job. I know Iowa state was always this way where their contracts were like July to July. So you would get paid at least, you know, you're, you know, obviously they're getting fired per se without cause. So they're going to fill out their contracts, um, you know, and, and those contracts are way bigger now and they might sign a three-year deal where, you know, $1.4 million. And so they might bargain that out a little bit, but, you know, say you're only getting $280,000 a year, they're going to pay that out. Those colleges, you know, and, and you're going to get paid through, July. And if you have a family, you're going to be on the insurance and everything through July. Uh, and that gives you time to get that new job here in the next month or so. And then, you know, obviously you get the new job, then, then you resign and everything, but <coughs> gets them through the holidays and everything without having to worry about it <coughs> without paying your bills. You know, I mean, none of these guys are, are poor, but you know, yeah, you make $280,000, but that's your only income and you have a, a, a nice house and you've got obligations that you've made, 
and all of a sudden you go to zero, that changes things. Yeah, you you got to figure out. It does in a hurry. You got to figure out work after that in a hurry because yeah. you can't go six, 12 months without a job. You got to find something right but, away. And, 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 and these guys are football coaches. So it's not like they're going to go work at the insurance store, which most of them could, but they're not going to make $280,000 or $400,000. No. You know, I mean, got houses to pay off and private schools and whatever else that we yeah know. and and, and things can change and, and and their wives or whatever could go work but you know when when you're a division one football coach you just don't have time to do things so your wife doesn't work and that's one of the reasons that you know these guys get paid a lot is because their life there's just things they can't help with at home you know mm-hmm. like right now they're all recruiting they're out um they're gone it's just facts of matter they're gone and so Whoever's at home has to take care of how many ever kids they have or whatever the responsibilities are at home. I mean, absolutely. They're not there and they've got to pay someone or their wife has to be there. And mm -hmm. it's a lot. That's, that is part of the reason they get paid big dollars other than the fact that we watch it and support it. And that's the reason. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, Trev, we've been on a long time tonight, which is fine. Yep. Longer than I thought, but oh, well, that's all right. Yeah. Hey, we're just, I'm listening to the wind blow and I'm glad my house, my house is still standing. Power hasn't went out here in Oskaloosa here. My part, of, I mean, I can't answer for the whole town, but here by base funeral chapel, we're You're okay. We're okay. So we're good. Well, hopefully that goes through the night and then go tomorrow. Temperatures will be a little bit back to normal. Yeah. I'd say I can have 45 tomorrow. So like a 30, a, a 30 degree decrease, but might still be above normal. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I'd assume so, but yeah, we'll, it'd be cl- yeah. It's cl- close to normal. Wait for the, uh, the weather guys to tell you tomorrow on the news. Yeah. They'll still get <laughs> so, it wrong. I'll, uh, no, I'll, I'll probably next time we talk, I'll be back. So maybe we'll do one in person or something. Okay. Something, so, yeah. So when, when are you going to be back? I uh, probably Wednesday at the latest, maybe Tuesday. So somewhere okay. around that time, Tuesday. Yeah, let me know. We'll, we'll see. Whether we do one or not here, um, you know, we'll see. Ya. If we don't get one out before Christmas, hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and everything. And, and we'll get, we'll talk sometime. But uh, with the holidays and everything, we just, I, I can't guarantee everything, but we'll talk soon. We'll see what happens. Have a good Christmas and see you next week, Mark. All right. We'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Thank you for listening to Morgan You Asked For Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast on your podcast player to help spread the podcast out to bigger audiences.